Welcome to Sliding Doors, the podcast that delves into the decisions and moments that shape our lives. I am Jenny Becker, and throughout my life, career and relationships, I've always been fascinated with the notion that everything happens for a reason, alongside my love for the 90s movie classic, Sliding Doors. Have you ever really thought about those moments that shaped your life? Those decisions that could have gone either way in the opportunities presented to you? What if you had taken that job or told that person in high school how much you liked them? Each episode, I will talk to some amazing people from all walks of life and chat about their sliding doors moments. We will reflect on how a decisional moment changed the course of their lives and how things might have looked if they had never happened. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. My guest today is Baba Tunde Aleshe. Baba is a stand-up comedian, actor and writer and can be seen on our screens in Celebrity Gogglebox on Channel 4. He is a fast-rising star and one of the biggest names on the black British comedy circuit. Previously starring in New Tricks and Waking the Dead, he then turned his hand to stand-up comedy and regularly performs for audiences touring around the country. Baba has performed at iconic venues such as the O2 and Hackney Empire and even won the Amused Moose National Comic Award in 2019. The talented star also won Best Newcomer at the Black Entertainment Comedy Awards. This year he will be supporting Mo Gilligan on his tour as well as hosting the brand new children's podcast Mission Imagination where young listeners are immersed in a different magical world each week. I am so excited to chat to him today on Sliding Doors and hear all about his moments. So welcome, Baba Tunde. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I'm a big fan of Gogglebox, so it's um, lovely to have you here in person. Um, so I wanted to start by just asking, what were you like when you grew up? Were you, were you always into comedy? Were you always funny? Like what were, what were kind of young Baba's um, aspirations and what did you want to be? Yeah, no, I was always um, into comedy and definitely always the class clown, the funny yeah. one. Um, but luckily for me, I had friends who were uh, the same. They enjoyed laughter as well. So it was just one of those things where 
I was just surrounded by it all the time. Yeah. So it like it got to a point where it was just like once everybody started going down like different paths, it was just like, yeah, you've got to go down the comedy path. So yeah, comedy's always been a part. Yeah, is that what you always kind of is that always the vision? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Amazing. And how did you get your first break then? Uh so 2003, I was 17 years old. And um, well, actually, 2002, I met a comedian uh, by the name of Kojo, Kojo mm-hmm. Anim. And yeah. um, uh, he, I, I bumped into him. He was um, at Channel 4 Studios. I was at um, a, a, a young kind of like person's theatre club uh, called um, YC, YCTV. Yeah. And um, uh, it was like learning how to do filming and stuff like that. And they had an award ceremony. And then I bumped into him there and I'd heard about him, heard that, you know, he's a comedian and all of this kind of things. So I went up to him and I was just like, hey, I, I really want to be a comedian. Can you help me? Yeah. And then he kind of hooked me up with his manager. And his manager uh, goes by the name of John Simmet, but he was, uh, do you remember the Teletubbies? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Kojo's manager used to be uh, Dipsy from the really? Teletubbies. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Massive claim to fame. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, uh, John Simmet, he held like um, comedy clubs across the UK. And then he just booked me for my first one in Croydon. And that was my first ever show, 2003, November the 23rd. Amazing. Yeah. Always yeah. etched in your memory. No, I love oh, that yeah. because I love that you've always known what you wanted to do, but then you kind of really took a chance to kind of throw yourself in there when you met someone, yeah. that, you know. Um, so who are kind of your biggest comedy heroes then? Uh, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy and Gina Yashere. Um, those three. Agena, because, you know, I, I grew up watching her, obviously, on British TV, uh, mm-hmm. on, like, some late-night shows, Blouse and Skirts, A-Force, and she was just always hilarious yeah. to me. You know what I mean? Especially the fact that she's Nigerian. Mm-hmm. I related to that as well. Definitely. So, yeah, Jeannie yeah. Ashery for me. And obviously, you know, Eddie Murphy is yeah. Eddie Murphy. You oh, know? my gosh. And so, yeah, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock. But, yeah, those three are my, my biggest inspirations. No, I love that. And I can't not talk to you about Gogglebox because I have to say it's my <laughs> favourite thing. I've, it's my dream of aspirations to be on Gogglebox one day. But um, yeah. how I'd love to know a few, like, secrets of how... How does it work behind the scenes? So like, do you watch everything all at the same time? Is it, you know, is there anything you can divulge of how it all works? Hey, I can't give away too much. <laughs> all I will say is, you know, what you see, like how it, how it, how it comes across is exactly how it is. Uh, yeah, we watch, we don't watch too much, but we watch enough of the shows, you know, um, each show. And it's just literally just react to what you see. Uh, but it is fun on set. It is yeah. so much fun on set. And working with Mo is even better because, like, obviously, me and Mo, we've known each other for such a long time. Uh-huh. And we just, you know, banter. Like, sometimes they have to tell us, all right, enough. We've got enough footage. <laughs> <laughs> like, and we move on. Because me and Mo will literally just be going back and forth, back and forth, laughing, laughing, laughing. So they have to rein us in a lot. Yeah. And is there anything that you don't like watching? I don't like horrors and I oh, don't know why they keep, yeah, I don't know why they keep making, maybe because they find it funny, but my reactions are genuine. I hate <laughs> horrors. Anything horrific, I'm going to scream. I don't know. I, I don't, I think because of last year, my reactions to horror films, I think they're just like, yeah, make Bubba watch all the horrors and stuff like that <laughs> this season. And I'm just like, why? This is like, I know. like 
torment to me you know what i'm saying so i'm exactly the same but i think that's why the program's so good because i love the fact that i can watch you you know behind your hands i'm exactly (laughs) the same and i think everyone loves just relating that people don't like watching this stuff and it's actually just very um funny to watch and then what like do you get the snacks in do they get the snacks in? oh yeah 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 so they get the snacks in for us uh yeah we get like a huge hamper of a whole bunch of things and then on top of that they order us food on top of that so yeah yeah there's there's Amazing. so much like but we can't eat all of that but they're yeah. all just like take it take it home <laughs> and i'm just like i'm not gonna carry all of these sweets and snacks like every single week home no way oh I my gosh Oh, sounds like the dream job. You've landed in it. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, no, it is good. It's good. So before we go into your moments, I wanted to ask you about your thoughts around the kind of sliding doors concept and everything happens for a reason and kind of in terms of your life, do you really believe in fate and, you know, things leading to those moments and things that happen to you? I do, you know, but I, I, I'll say this because I was me and my wife always talk about this because we're Christians it's like when I look at my life now and I look at like where I am now where I started like everything that's happened in between I'm like this has to be orchestrated somehow some way because everything just seems to sync up a bit too well Mm -hmm. so I don't know whether yeah you can call it fate but I destiny fate whatever I I do believe that someone's orchestrating my life (laughs) (laughs) no I agree and I think that it's only sometimes when we reflect back at things you can see even with good and bad things you know you can really start to understand that happened for that and that happened for that and I totally agree with you I think whether or not someone is there whatever we're all on the path that we're meant to be on so going on to your first moment, you were selected to appear alongside um, Dave Chappelle in his live showcase, The Process, yeah. which led on to you winning um, Best Newcomer at the Black British Entertainment Comedy Awards. So how did this come about with you being on the show and explain how this was kind of a really big sliding doors moment for you? Oh, OK, well, with that, <laughs> that was the easiest gig I have ever booked in my life. Really? And people wouldn't, I mean, to book a gig with Dave Chappelle is massive, but as basically this is what happened. So I text um, Kojo uh, and cause Kojo basically sent out a, like a, a live message, a broadcast message mm-hmm. on his uh, WhatsApp. And he was just like, look, Dave Chappelle has got a gig. He's in London for you know a couple of nights he's got a gig um this is the location make sure you book your tickets come down so i text Kojo and i was just like oh wicked yeah i'll definitely be there i'm coming yeah he was just like you're not just coming you're going to be on the show and i was like what What? you know you know (laughs) just like please tell me you're not joking right now because i'm uh, like i'm not here for the jokes right now this Huge. isn't funny. Not a time you know what I mean? like, <laughs> like, do not prank me right now. And it was just like, no, you're, you're going to be on the show. Like, he was just like, since you're coming down, you might as well, you know, do 10 minutes. I was just like, oh my God. And I was at work at the time. Yeah. So imagine I'm at work, I'm trying to concentrate <laughs> and I'm just telling everybody like, I've just booked a gig with Dave Chappelle. I'm going to, you know, perform a gig yeah. uh, Dave Chappelle right now. Get to the show. I meet him and I I, I froze. I, I didn't know what to say. Really? I froze, like the, the the first time I saw him, I froze. And then after, obviously as the show went on, I spoke to mm-hmm. him a little bit, but yeah, I was in total shock 
I was in awe. Like this is like he was standing right next to me. Amazing. And I, and I, and, and I touched him. <laughs> it's funny isn't it because when you meet people that you know are your heroes or that you really admire you slowly tend to realize that they are just human beings but because yeah. they've been such a like you know attainable person in our lives but then when you meet them it, but I do get the whole frozen I don't know how I would have coped with that I mean yeah for me because obviously it's, it's stand-up meeting arguably the you know the top best or whatever you want to say comedian in the world you know at this present time man like that's it was a dream come true amazing and then how did that kind of propel into winning the best newcomer award like what so you were on the show and then do you really think that was kind of the reason as to why you you won the award no 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 I think well the best newcomer award that was um a that was a competition that was the amuse moose award uh, mm-hmm. that particular award that you're yeah. talking about which i won in 2019 yeah that was a competition so that was a, that was its own separate thing on its mm-hmm. own on its own and um yeah that was just me kind of um you know getting my confidence back because prior to entering in for that competition obviously i i'm not technically a newcomer at that yeah. point in time but I had stopped doing comedy for like four years and um, coming back into it when I got, you know, signed by my agents at the moment, um, she was just like, you know, you need to gain your confidence back. You need yeah. to, you know, back out there. She was, she booked me in a whole bunch of competitions and she was just like, you, this will be a breeze for you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like you don't know what you're doing. And so, yeah, I, I, I was fortunate enough to win the Amuse Moose Comedy Award, which is, you know, a nationally recognised competition. Yeah. So that, for me, was very, very special. I, yeah. I, I really, really cherished that award. You know what I mean? It's a great competition to be a part of. And do you think that kind of did then give you more confidence in all the other things that you did? Do you think it was kind of like a moment where, as you said, you hadn't been in the industry for a while, but you came back and that kind of really showed you actually, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, 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 exactly that. Yeah, it definitely showed me, yeah, you can still do this. You, you, you know, there was no need to doubt yourself at mm-hmm. all, you know, and it, it gave me confidence. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm 100%, I'm like 80 at the moment. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but That's it's, good. it's, yeah, it's it's definitely getting to to that point. But no, that's that was a great. Um, I'd say in terms of like a process on its own, like you know what my manager kind of put in place mm-hmm. um, in terms of like where she believes that you know I need to go and what I need to do along the way. That was a de- that was a great strategy. Definitely, and with with um, the showcase the the process with Dave Chappelle, how did that? kind of change your life and do you ever think about you know if you hadn't have got that gig how would things have been different do you think where in terms of where you are today I think what that done for me is the fact that it put my name out there to mm-hmm. to you know yeah, much more because now the industry are looking and saying he gigged with who you yeah. know what I'm saying <laughs> like yeah so to, to I think I think I'd still be in the same place at the moment now because working with Mo is is totally different to working with Dave Chappelle. Yeah. But in terms of people 
taking you serious as a as a comedian because that's a whole separate thing yeah you know I think people say if he's good enough to stand on stage with Chappelle then you know he's good enough to perform here there you know yeah. up and down the country some in some of our most you know well-known comedy clubs and you know even on certain like you know live at the Apollo and blah 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 all these type of things so I think people started to like okay, we need to take this guy serious. Yeah, yeah. like notice you. No, that's great. Yeah. And what was the favourite part of being on the showcase? What was like the funniest bit or like the kind of like best moment for you? When Dave Chappelle repeated one of my jokes. Ah. He repeated one of my jokes. He, well, he didn't, he didn't repeat it. Basically, he used one of my jokes and then flipped it into his own thing. But it was like a nod, you know. He did yeah. that with myself and another comedian called Travis J. It was just a nod that, yeah, you know, those guys, those guys are good. That is the best I'm compliment. Still, I, I, I can't believe it. Like, I've got a picture pinned on my um, on my Twitter and that is just, it's, that's never going to change. It's just yeah. me and Dave Chappelle. And I think I might get that photo framed and put it up somewhere because that, I'm still shocked. I, I remember when I went back to work the next day, I showed people the picture and they were just like, so you weren't joking, you were actually... Because they thought I was chatting rubbish, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they were but just like, sure, you're going to... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. was just like, whoa, well done. You know what I mean? Amazing. You get it on a T-shirt, get it on a mug. You need it everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God, I should get it on a, t- a teacup, innit? There you go. I'm going to get it on a mug. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But no, I think it's so nice when you have those moments because I think, you know, when you're having a bad day or when, you know, just maybe like something hasn't gone right with a job, you can just always reflect back and be like, but I did do that. And he repeated exactly. my joke. No facts. And like, you know what? That's the truth. And I, and I do that quite a bit. I do look at certain things I've achieved in life yeah. and gone and, and, and I do say to myself, okay, well, if you're able to gig with Chappelle and win this award and win that, and then go on and do this, goggle box, blah, 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 then you are, you're, you're good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. No, I love that. I do exactly the same. Um, <laughs> oh, no, that's a great story. So onto your second moment. So in 2020, you featured in the groundbreaking documentary, Black, British and Funny on Channel 4, which was celebrating artists and icons from Black from the Black British circuit. So um, how did it come about that you were asked to be a part of that documentary and, and kind of how did that change things for you? Um, I got asked by... Um... Mo, me and him, we do uh, have the same manager. Um, but in terms of, you know, just being a part of that, he came, he started doing stand-up just a little bit after I did. And oh, so, so he followed your footsteps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mo, when he came in, everyone could see that. Whew, this guy, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's something. Like he 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 definitely had a presence. And um I think it was just him, you know, giving a nod and recognizing, you know, the elders, you know, the people of the real McCoy generation. Yeah. And then, you know, the other, the next generation, which I came, even though me and Mo were similar in age, um, because I started quite a, a while before him, it was just a recognition to, you know, previous generations. It, yeah. The name kind of, that I had on the black circuit. It was just like, yeah, you know what? We have to bring in Bubba Tunde because, yeah. you know, when you talk about the black comedy circuit, my name does come up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's why. But in, in terms of what it did for me, I, I think that definitely opened doors in terms of my relationship with Channel 4. 
Yeah. And um, certain other studios, Studio Lambert. And just, it, I think it, it did quite a lot for me and Mo's friendship as well. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously he announced that I was going to be his official tour support for his mm-hmm. tour. And so, yeah, it definitely helped in, in terms of that. And do you think documentaries like that are really important for kind of, I know like Channel 4 is always brilliant at doing things kind of like this and highlighting stuff. So I think, do you think it's kind of a really important, because it was really groundbreaking and it was a brilliant documentary. And do you think it's it's really important to highlight everything that you guys talked about? Yeah, I do. Because for a, a, a long while, we wasn't getting into certain clubs. They mm-hmm. wasn't, it's not that they was not trying to, book black acts I just don't think that a lot of us were we we ever considered you know performing everywhere on the mainstream circuit as well as you know performing on the black circuit I think it I think a lot of it got to do with will they get what we're talking about obviously yes we're talking English but will they get the cultural references will they get like our background and where I grew up I grew up in Tottenham if you come to you know as we call it, the ends. If you come to the end, yeah. it's totally different to, you know, the lives that some of my white friends lived. And mm-hmm. when I realised that, I was just like, oh, can I do comedy in front of like a majority white crowd? Yeah. I, I did. At that time, I was just like, I don't really know. So I avoided it. And um, once we started to, you know, cross over, we just was just like, oh, it's, it's, it's normal. So that mm-hmm. documentary was just kind of paying homage to, a lot of the comedians that, you know, we're starting to see now, myself, Mo, Judy Love, Kojo, Nabil, yeah. we all started on the black circuit, but now you see us on your TV screens. And I, I think what Mo was trying to highlight is that it's not just him. He's not the only yeah. black comedian out there. There's a whole bunch of us and we're mm-hmm. funny, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's where that came from. And I think what he did with that documentary has not only opened doors for myself, but a host of other people. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and that's why they're so important, because as you say, it, it, it's one kind of program, but it can change your life, but also everyone's perception on the things that you're talking about. I mean, exactly. do you get kind of new comedians like coming to you for advice now and asking you kind of how to get into things and, yeah. you know, wanting to kind of have you as a mentor? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've always had that. Um, people asking me for advice tell people look man you there is no I don't want to say method because obviously there's a method to stand up but in terms of just um you know how to do it you just have to do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have to find out for yourself you have to figure out for yourself and I think that's the only way to learn how to do stand up so whenever someone asks me for advice that's exactly why I tell them just do it you know that's the best way to find out and and kind of what's your, so you've done so much and what what's kind of your main dream? If you were to say like, I mean, obviously you've had your Dave Chappelle moments, so that's done, <laughs> one tick off the list. Yeah. So what's kind of, what are the other things that are kind of on your list of what you'd love to achieve? I think just to, to definitely um, host my own show. Yeah. Definitely to have, to have my own show. But I've always said that that's a process in itself and that's something that I have to learn. But in like, you know, presenting and all those type of things, it's a skill. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really do um, look at presenters, study them and I go, you know what? It's a skill to it. It's not yeah. just picking up a mic and just talking. It, they, they know there's a craft to it. And so I need to learn that as well. 
Um, but I think that would be the dream for me to have my own, to headline my own show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. And actually you you make such a good point because things actually are also a lot more successful when they are authentic. So, you know, you want to make sure not only like have you kind of learned more of your craft, but also that it's about something that's like connected yeah. to you. So that yeah, it exactly. comes across well. Um, oh, I love yeah. that. I'm excited for the TV show to be there one day. And, <laughs> um, going on to your last moment. So this is kind of, I guess, one of the things that maybe came out of you doing the documentary, as you said, was your relationship with Channel 4. So yeah. appearing as um, on part of the Celebrity Gogglebox series um, and quickly becoming a fan favourite and going on to represent the show for a BAFTA nomination. So how did Celebrity Gogglebox come about? Um, I know, yeah. like, obviously your connection with Mo, but when were you asked? Did you say yes straight away? Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely said yes straight away. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Before, prior to me getting Gogglebox, my wife and her cousin, they love Gogglebox. And they yeah. were just like, oh my God, we would love to be part of Gogglebox. And I was just like, you know, possibly because obviously on the on the normal uh, Gogglebox yeah. show, it's just random, everyday, ordinary people. Um, and then when Mo announced me as support, Channel 4 approached him and they were just like, oh, uh, we want you to appear on Gogglebox, uh, Celebrate Gogglebox. Who do you want to bring? And because I'm on the tour, he was just like, the best way to introduce Baba is just to put him on the show so that when I do the tour, they go, oh, that's the guy from Gogglebox. The pandemic hit. That's yeah. what happened. The pandemic hit so for 2020. So we still were booked to do uh, Celebrate Gogglebox. So we just did it anyway. We didn't understand well, we didn't know that we were going to receive such great feedback. Yeah. That was the shock to us. Mm -hmm. I, was the, I didn't expect it. I yeah. did not expect that at all. Like the feedback was crazy. Like we were trending on Twitter. I remember I like the it. first day when it, when it first aired, um, my inbox was just mental. And my mentions were out of this world, like just unreal. I was just like, oh my God, like, what is it? And I remember I text mom, I was just like, is this how it is? Like for yeah. you, like on a normal day, like <laughs> it was crazy. And then my manager was just like, you two are like Gold. hella popular yeah. on the show. And so they only booked, the first series, they booked us for five episodes. Mm -hmm. After the first two, they called my agent back and obviously we agreed and then they brought us back again for the stand against cancer special then they brought us back again for this season because mm -hmm. of the feedback from last year and this year it's just been the same you know people really 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 love it oh uh, so i'm just i'm chuffed i am chuffed yeah. because like i said this is I, I, you know this is more mosling you know so mm -hmm. for me i'm just like oh you know i'm grateful no, it's brilliant. And actually, if you think about it, it's probably quite good that people have got to know you for a whole year before you do go on tour. So as you said, you know, the pandemic hits, the tour got moved, but actually you've yeah. probably built a much kind of stronger, like following and fan base from, you know, yeah. people waiting to see. Do you think that kind of has happened? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, I, <laughs> I'm grateful for it because this is not how I expected for me to, you know, kind of get on TV. I never mm -hmm. knew, I didn't think it would be from like a reality, you know, based yeah. show, but it, it is. And, it, and you know, I'm grateful, man. It's a great show. I love it. 
And it's so funny that, you know, you can get such great reactions just from watching TV. That's why I love exactly. it. You're literally, I'm just sat there eating great food, watching TV with mommy. <laughs> but I think as well, like if I really delve deep into the whole kind of sliding doors concept, I guess, you know, your relationship with Mo um, has really you know, do you remember the first time you met him? Because I feel like he's been quite a big catalyst to all of these things happening. Definitely, he has, he has. And I have to give him that credit. He definitely has been. Uh, himself and Kojo have been like the two uh, comedians um, that have helped me tremendously. Uh, Kojo for Stand Up Alone mm-hmm. and then Mo for, you know, my TV career. Um, but in terms of Mo, I remember the first time I met him, he was hosting a show called Sunday Show. And um, it was a really, really popular show. I and mean, that's where I met him. And, you know, we kind of hit it off then and there, kind of just, you know. Yeah. And when we found out that we both support Arsenal, that uh, made yeah. our relationship even much more better, you know. Done. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, we used to go to watch games uh, before both of us ever had like the money to be able to go to the actual mm-hmm. stadium. Love so before that. me and him would call each other, where are you watching the game? Oh yeah, you come down here or I'll go down here. And we would just, you know, watch football together, obviously, as well as being uh, peers in the um, comedy world. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, we're I genuine friends outside yeah. of this. And that's why it's nice because actually what you said at the beginning of the podcast about, you know, you look and things just fall into place. It's like, you yeah. know, you built that connection with Mo, but actually you two were meant to meet because all the things that have kind of happened subsequently, like, you know, if he hadn't have asked you to be a support on his tour, you probably then wouldn't yeah. have done Gogglebox. Yeah. And how Absolutely. do you think, and how do you think Gogglebox, I mean, do you ever think about like, you know, if you hadn't have done that show, how do you think things would have been different right now, especially during the pandemic? Because, you know, you weren't, you couldn't do live shows. You couldn't really put yourself out there. So do you ever think about how that really did change your life? (laughs) I would be broke (laughs) (laughs) if I did not have Gogglebox in my life right now. Oh my, and last year, oh my God, I'd be broke. Because like I said, I was working before and then when the pandemic hit, Work was just like, yeah, we got to let a whole bunch of people go. Yeah. Hey, you fall in line. But it was, with that, it was good because it was just like, well, I'm doing Gogglebox anyway. Um, so it made sense for me to leave. But yeah, if I was, if I didn't do, if I didn't have Gogglebox, oh my God, I don't know. Don't want to think about to, it. Yeah, I don't want to think about it. But yeah, <laughs> it would, it would, I would not be talking to you today, basically. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's one thing that would have No, I love that. And then, so what would you then say if we look at everything we've spoken about, but just your life, what's the one moment or decision that you really think if that hadn't have happened, I wouldn't be where I am today? Me, I, me uh, identifying who Kojo is, mm-hmm. finding him and then going up to him and asking him to help me to become a comedian, help me with my first show. Yeah. Yeah. If I'd never have met him, I probably still would be a comedian, but it would be through some other means. But the reason why I say it with Kojo, it's such, it's so distinct is because he used to have a show, um, a weekly comedy show called Mm -hmm. uh, Kojo's Comedy Funhouse. And that kind of gave young black, Asian, minority, ethnic comedians a platform to be 100% themselves. Yeah. And that is important to find your voice in this comedy world. And I, I found my voice 
at an early age, mm-hmm. you know, in comedy, around 17, 18, I found my voice and I was 100% me. Yeah. So that's, I think, without meeting him, I wouldn't be talking to you again. Yeah. <laughs> I would no. not be here. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. I think that it's, it's two great things because one is obviously like meeting someone, but then it's you having you know, actually pushing yourself. I think with, we can talk about luck and we could talk about fate, but you also have to have a drive to make that, you know, make yeah. your dreams happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think, I don't know where that comes from because when I look back at that, I'm just like, Oh my God, I was 17. Like mm-hmm. you're, your baby. Your baby, <laughs> yeah. I know, but we have, some, we have a weird yeah. confidence, don't we, as well, though, when we are yeah. in our teenage years, that we st- we're much. not as cautious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have way, I had way too much confidence when I was 17, but that is perfect. That's, that's what I needed. Yeah. I don't 100%. have that kind of confidence now, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish I had that 17 year old confidence now. Yeah. I'd probably be able to do so much, but. Yeah, it's, you know, for that time, it's, it's helped me. Like, I'm still benefiting off of my younger years. Yeah. Which is a great thing. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. Um, So what's next for you? So are you kind of being able to now go out and do live shows? Are you back on the scene? Does it feel good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm back on the scene, like, you know, gigging here and there. Um, But because of, you know, um, Gogglebots and uh, TV opportunities, also, I've got a podcast coming out, um, yes. which is dope. <laughs> it's called Mission Imagination uh, with Puffin Books, working with, um, you know, children and reading children's books. I'm a father myself, so, yeah. you know, and we're championing, um, you know, voices that are not always heard mm-hmm. uh, in the in the children's book world. So Amazing. a lot of people from the BAME community. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, great. Well, I'm very excited to see you more on TV, keeping to see you on Gogglebox and for your new podcast. Um, Thank you so much for joining me today and for talking about your moments. It's been so great to chat to you. Yeah, same here. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Baba. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sliding Doors. If you've enjoyed our chat and found it inspiring, I would love it if you could rate, review, share and subscribe. Thank you so much.